He's been waiting patiently and listening to this Pentagon briefing. Uh, General, we understand that you have a personal relationship with the Secretary of Defense. I, I believe that you described him to one of our colleagues as a friend. First, I want to get your reaction uh, to the news that he dealt with prostate cancer and then also get your perspective on the issue of transparency and, and why perhaps uh, the Pentagon, he perhaps, was, was not more forthcoming with the infection after the elective procedure. Sure, Boris, and, and thanks. And yeah, I do have to state uh, that we do have, a, Secretary Austin, I do have a personal relationship. We're West Point classmates. Uh, he was my commander in Iraq. Uh, he is a good friend, and uh, I think very highly of him. Having said that, uh, I think some of the things that were pointed out are all contributing factors to what happened, the lack of transparency. Uh, the, the first thing is you, you need to know that every general officer and senior military official goes through a yearly physical by mandate. Uh, so every year you're updated on your PSAs and all other factors of your health. The military does that to make sure they're not embarrassed by someone either dying or being injured on active duty. Uh, that's embarrassing. So Secretary Austin is used to doing that, number one. Number two, there's the privacy requirements. As uh, Dr. Reinhardt mentioned before, this is a tough uh, kind of injury or illness to open up about for, for most males. It was very good that Secretary Austin got these tests on a yearly basis and something evidently changed. And he said, hey, let's take care of it. Which brings me to my third point. Uh, Secretary Austin is, uh, I'll put it in the military psyche approach. Uh, when, when a military officer is injured or hurt, the first reaction is, hey, ruck up, continue on, drive on. That's kind of the military approach to all injuries and illnesses, even when you're sick. The fourth thing is that contributes to this is Austin, Secretary Austin's personality. I know him well. He's very much of an introvert. He's very much of a private person, almost to the nth degree. Uh, he keeps his uh, cards close to his vest and he works his butt off. Uh, so I think that contributed as well. He thought he could go in and out of, of Walter Reed on a day during his leave period, get this operation that the doctors were recommending, probably a non-invasive surgery, and get back to work immediately. That was probably his plan until he started suffering a couple of days later. Does any of that uh, excuse the action of him not notifying or his staff not notifying his bosses? Absolutely not. But the key is th this press conference today giving all of the special details of his illness, uh, that's not something that usually happens. So I'm sure to try and tamp down some of the lack of transparency comments or are you going to resign comments, uh, Secretary Austin had to be asked and gave permission to uh, let it all loose, tell everybody what happened so they have a better detail. The last thing I'll point out, and I'm sorry for going on so long, is the, the review process that's been talked about that Orrin just mentioned. The military is famous for their after action reviews where they say, what happened? Why did it happen? What do we do to make a difference and change it for the better? Who was responsible? And it's, it's sort of a scab picking, if you will, of things that go wrong. Uh, I, I know Kelly Magnuson too, uh, Secretary Austin's Chief of Staff, she will conduct a good review and she will take responsibility for anything that went wrong too, as the secretary has already done. Yeah, and to your point, listen, he's very private. 
clearly someone who schedules their prostatectomy uh, the Friday before Christmas Monday does not want that to be the topic of the Pentagon briefing. Uh, of course, this then turned into complications. And Dr. Reiner, back to you on that, because I think people look at these complications and they say, oh, he was in the hospital for many, many days. However, he apparently, and we were hearing questions about this during the briefing, did not lose consciousness during that time. He actually had a tube put in through his nose uh, going into his stomach, but it seems like it's actually not unusual for a nasogastric tube to be placed without uh, without general anesthesia, it's just sort of a, a numbing spray, is that correct? Well, having had one at some point in my life, I'll tell you that it's uh, not a pleasant experience and one that I hope never to repeat. Uh, and it would have been placed uh, for Secretary Austin because his uh, intestines were probably um, and, uh, dysfunctional and probably distended. And it's a way to decompress uh, uh, the uh, intestinal uh, circuit when it's not working. Uh, so we learned some interesting things. So uh, uh, Secretary Austin had what's described as a, a minimally invasive prostatectomy, which was probably done via uh, laparoscopic surgery. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't say necessarily that it's minimally invasive, it's less invasive. So instead of opening the abdomen with one or the pelvis with, with a large incision, uh, small ports are made, small sort of stab incisions are made, and, and a robot, robot arms are basically inserted into these ports and operate using uh, videoscopic uh, assistance. It's really elegant surgery. It shortens the recovery for men undergoing, undergoing this procedure uh, and allows people to go home uh, sooner. Not uncommon for people uh, to spend the night. That procedure would have been done with general anesthesia with uh, the patient unconscious. It sounds like his complication really was uh, and abdominal or pelvic abscess. Uh, the uh, briefer mentioned that he had to have, you know, the quote, fluid drained. So it sounds like he had an abscess, which led to an infection, which sounds like led to sepsis, you know, requiring an ICU stay, which almost certainly uh, also required uh, antibiotics. Uh, we've been told that he was in a tremendous amount of pain. That would have come along with painkillers, uh, you know, including uh, narcotics. Uh, what, I, what I'll say in general is, since I'm wearing a white coat, is it sounds like General uh, Austin, Secretary Austin, is going to make a complete recovery, not just from the uh, complications, but in the long term from his cancer, and that's the best news. And I, I think that's, on a personal, uh, from a personal standpoint, it's important to stress that. Uh, but I also will say that anyone who's sick enough to be admitted uh, to an intensive care unit should probably not be making national defense recommendations to the president. And it, in, as, a, as a physician who has taken care of high-profile people being admitted uh, to hospitals, uh, I would say that it's, uh, it would be inconceivable if he were sick from an infection requiring antibiotics, particularly in the early days of his, of his readmission to Walter Reed, that he would be in a proper position to make uh, uh, sensitive uh, recommendations uh, throughout his uh, command structure. That is a, a really fascinating point, Dr. Reiner. I quickly want to pivot to the White House. Uh, CNN's MJ Lee is there. MJ, how is this being received in the Oval Office? 
Well, first and foremost, Boris, White House officials have consistently said that their number one concern here is Secretary Austin's well-being and his health. So we certainly expect that White House officials, including at a White House briefing that is set to begin any moment now, to emphasize that point and wish him a speedy and successful uh, recovery as he continues his treatment. Uh, but what is clear is that this whole uh, issue has prompted this government-wide review of what should happen in this kind of uh, situation and all of this had created a lot of confusion even inside the White House with uh, senior most national security advisors uh, including uh, the senior most person at the White House here of course President Biden having been in the dark about the fact that Secretary Austin had been hospitalized for days uh, and the discussion that was just being had about you know, the ability for uh, somebody in his position when his when he's going through these kinds of health issues, you know, are they sort of capable uh, of advising the president on sensitive matters? Uh, just to point you to our earlier reporting that I think really underscores how unusual uh, this situation was. Uh, just as an, as an example, on New Year's Day, this was the day that Secretary Austin was hospitalized. He participated, as CNN reported a few days ago, uh, in a meeting with the president and other national security officials in the Biden administration to discuss, among other things, the escalating situation uh, in the Red Sea. So these are very sensitive national security matters that we're talking about that the secretary presumably would have waited on on the day that he uh, was hospitalized. Now, as for that review that we uh, heard mentioned at the Pentagon uh, press briefing, this is a government-wide review that uh, White House Chief of Staff Jeff Zients uh, actually circulated a memo about to all of the different cabinet secretaries and all of the agencies. They now have just a matter of days to submit to him the protocols that they would, yeah, each of the agencies would follow uh, when there is a delegation of uh, authority uh, situation that comes up and they make clear uh, in a situation like this when a cabinet secretary is hospitalized when they travel to a place for example where there's no communication uh, that the, these protocols uh, need to be followed uh, I do think the other thing we will hear emphasize is uh, something we've heard before from the White House in recent days that the president does continue to have full confidence in Secretary Austin.